Gaming Uncensored is brought to you by Colonel Duff. Duff, helping a random handicapped guy in the middle of nowhere. Only on Gaming Uncensored. Controlling transmission. Divided by a thousand miles of barren wasteland, two men mysteriously linked by alien technology on a podcasting mission to boldly deliver video game news and views directly to your brain. This is Gaming Uncensored. Now, your gaming uncensored guides, the dynamic duo, the video game gurus, yeah, okay. a man on wheels, and a yeti with a modem, Jamie and Tommy. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. How you doing? My name is Jamie Jordan, and this is a brand new episode of Gaming Uncensored, and y'all are all playing more games than us. <laughs> I mean, realistically, <laughs> we don't even have time to be doing this show because we need to be playing video games. This is true. That, that's how bad it is. Yeah. That, this is a rough space that we're in. I'm Jamie. That's Tommy sitting over there. He's not dead. He sort of sounds like Yeah, it. still got the cough, but it's, uh, it's a whole yeah. lot better than it was. So, uh, yes. Uh, but you're right. We need to be playing games because uh, there's yes. a crap ton of games. Uh, one that's officially out for at least us cheapskates today. A lot of people have been playing it for a week because yep. you could buy uh, the special edition and play Starfield early. Uh, we, we're just playing on Game Pass. So uh, now we yeah. have access to it, too. Uh, but we do have lots of games to talk about, which is going to be a big chunk of the show. I'll just give you a warning now. Uh, we've got Zelda to talk about. Big shocker there. But we uh, completed the main storyline in Zelda. So we'll talk about that. Uh, we've got Baldur's Gate, we've got Diablo, we've got Starfield, and we've got to talk about all those. And if we have time, we'll get to some jokes. I wouldn't hold your breath, but there are some. There's, uh, there's new Mario, which I think is the only thing that probably matters out of this out of the show. Yeah, there's not so. enough, but there is some. So go by GamingGuysSister.com because we're back to uh, to our regular episodes. Uh, E4 is officially over for 2023. It was a good run. Uh, the longest run of E4 yet in Gaming Uncensored history, so... Uh, but yeah, show notes will be posted on the website. Go check them out because uh, we're not going to talk about them all. Yes, we are definitely <laughs> not because we need to talk about games. I uh, I have been playing Diablo. You have been playing Boulder's Gate. We have not played either one of them together because I've I've been at my house for a solid month. And uh, you've been busy with your beginning of semester, whatnot. This is true. And and so we have not played games together. I finished Act One of Diablo Four yesterday. You've been playing Starfield and Boulder's Gate. How you're doing both of those? I have no idea. So we have a ton to talk about. But before we do that. We should probably shout out to the Patreon guys. We should definitely do that. Big thanks to Cabbage, Jose, Nark, Duff, Josh, Hector, Spider, Spencer, Kvash, Zeke, Chris, Brigham, Sam, Andrew, Luke, Logan, and Liz. 
If you'd like to support us uh, on uh, Patreon, please do. Go by GamingUncensored.com. Click that Become a Patron link uh, there at the top. Uh, you get the video version of this show and some bonus content uh, every once in a while. You can go watch us play some Diablo that we did uh, a month ago, and that was uh, a lot of fun. And so uh, We need to do that again. We do need to do that again because that, yes. that is thoroughly enjoyable. Once things settle down a little bit, which I think they're getting settled down a little bit, uh, we will we will definitely make some time for that because it is a good time. So, yeah, GamingUncensored.com. Go, uh, go check out Patreon show notes. Uh, other stuff uh, over there. So, yep. Uh, video games. Should we talk about some? Yes, let's do it. <laughs> Where do we want to <laughs> start? I think at? we got to start. I, I think we got to start with Zelda because that's the thing that only we care about and nobody else cares I, about. I think so you're we right. got to start with that. And it's probably the um, last time you're going to get a a lengthy discussion of Zelda on this podcast. Not the last time you'll hear about it. I'm sure because I'm not done with it yet. Uh, I've got to go no. back to it. Um, one of the, I'll go ahead and give away one of the show notes uh, that we won't get to. Uh, Nintendo has officially said they don't have any plans for any other content for Tears of the Kingdom, which is fantastic. You don't I'm, I'm great with content. that. We <laughs> like, don't need, it's perfect. Yeah, it's 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 a great package just how it is. I love the idea of just saying, hey, here's the game. You don't need any more. Like, it's the game. And we finished the game, quote unquote, finished the game. There's so much more left. There's still 50 shrines we haven't done yet. Which is 50. 50. Like, right? 50. I, think, I think there's 48 left or something like that now because I did a couple after finishing the game. Uh, but yeah, we've just got like almost a third of the shrines to still do. It's just wild. Okay. Like, that's Can DLC. We... <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Can we talk about the size of things? Uh, because since you have not been putting uh, Zelda on the internet for me to look at, right. I've had copious amount of time right. to, to do other things. <laughs> Change your one life. One of those things. Yeah. Um, I've been able to play Diablo for a couple hours a day for about the last two weeks. It's pretty cool. And I, I've I've finished out Act 1, which I told you, you can we can both do in about an hour. Like the, the actual story path, much like Elder Scrolls and everything else, is not that long. Uh, so it's not that big of a deal once you finally decide to go do it. But the amount of stuff to go do in all of these games, the the amount of, of, of things to just go seek out, whether it's in Zelda or Diablo or Starfield or any of the games that we're going to talk about today, is insane. It really and let is. Me, let me just give you a little uh, primer on what I'm talking about here. I'm level 44, halfway to 45, and I just finished Act 1. Tell me that does not, that that's not right. Yeah. Like, that's not okay. I should not be able <laughs> to get to nearly level 50 and only be through Act 1. On top of all of that, before I started playing Diablo this afternoon, because I decided to do, to do that before the show, because I figured we're a gaming show. We should actually do a thing and play some games. And so I put out, put in about an hour and a half before the show. And one of the things that I looked at before I started actually playing was how many shrines do I have in like Fractured Peaks, which is the first area. I picked up one while I was playing this afternoon. 
I think that means I have a weapon, and there is something nutty like 30 or 40 of those altars of Lilith left yeah. to find in that first little area. And those you want to find because it gives you a plus two to all characters that you build from that point on for everyone that you find. To me, that's insane. Yeah. That there's like 30 or 40, 40 of those still left that I have not found in the first area that I probably will never find unless I pull up a map and put it on a screen next to me while I play. Yes. Just the sheer amount of content in these games is insane. Yes, absolutely. And that's the thing with Zelda with the shrines is it's just we're to the point now that it's just like find me a map. And show me where the rest yeah. are. Like we've got the little like homing shrine thing. I'm not. I'm not interested in that. Just yeah, go pull up a map. Right. We're gonna find the shrines. <clears throat> We're gonna go to them that way. And in in Breath of the Wild, that's the one completionist thing we did. Is we did all of the shrines. Uh, and I will do that in Tears of the Kingdom as well. I don't care about finding all the Koroks. I want to see them. I don't like, need to find I, all the wells. I don't need to do all the whatever, whatever. But I need to see every single one of the shrines because that's still the best part uh, of those games. I, so. I hate to ask you to keep <laughs> doing that, but but you gotta you gotta stream those. Oh, 100%. those I gotta see. Yep. No doubt. Uh, which, the rest of it, I don't care. Yeah, me neither. But, Which, I, I mean, I, I love it because I've enjoyed the heck out of the game. And if there were no other games to play, I would put more time into Zelda. Like, yes. I, I would gladly continue playing that game. But we just have so many other games to play is that we just can't keep on with Zelda forever. And so we're moving on, but we'll come back to it to get those shrines done. That said... I'm curious of your thoughts of the the kind of last uh, 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 kind of act of the storyline, the main storyline. Uh, spoilerish ahead, everybody's ahead of us in Zelda, so nobody cares. Uh, but just so you know, I will give away some details here of Zelda. So. Okay, so first we have to say that this this is Nintendo, and I think you and I both had an idea because it's Nintendo how this was going to end up, but. With the game playing out the way it did and, and Zelda swallowing a crystal and becoming an immortal dragon. <laughs> right. Like, like I, I had in my mind that, you know, maybe for the next game we're jumping into a new timeline and, and like, this is just kind of done and she's going to, you know, she will have given her life essentially to save the world. Uh, and, and I was kind of okay with that yeah. because these games are these, we, we talk about the weird timelines and there, there's a new link every generation. We've talked about all that before. It's, it's, it's diluted. It's convoluted. It's, yes. it's not, a, you, you can't keep track of any of it. And so when they said, uh, when you see the little scene that she swallows the crystal and, and becomes a dragon and, you know, I'm going to keep the master sword and all the sacred power and all that. Like, I felt good about that. And then you get to the end and she gets transformed back. And, <laughs> you know, it's like, okay, I'm back. Yep. Cool. Kingdom save. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um... I, 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 look, I love this franchise. I love the last two titles. 
But but like I would have been fine if they would have just left it. Yeah. I, I think I would too, as far as like a story critique goes, it would have been a more interesting ending if Zelda's gone. If Zelda isn't there at the end of the game, like if she's the forever dragon. This immortal dragon, yeah. And like Hyrule has to deal with that. And like there's this rebuilding without Zelda other than like her presence in the skies. Like that would have been fascinating from a story standpoint. That's not what Nintendo does with Zelda. You know, no. like Zelda's, uh, Nintendo's not trying to break any ground with Zelda, like as far as narrative goes. They're not trying to be creative or different or interesting. They're trying to be convoluted, which they do a good job of. We've talked about that a lot. But Zelda's right. going to be there at the end of every game. And it's just kind of like they're they're not breaking that mold. And, and I get it. I did enjoy the last kind of... Um, uh, area when you go down into the depths to to uh, confront yep. Ganondorf, um, like that last bit of game was challenging, was interesting, was really fun. They did a good job with the actual mechanics of the end of the game. If the story kind of lets you loose. Uh, let you down a little bit. The mechanics of the end of the game were really fun. There's a point where you lose your companions, which sucked. <laughs> like, yeah. I wasn't expecting that. Where they're like, oh, we can't go any farther. I'm like, oh, I really Too rely deep. on you guys yeah. a lot. <laughs> like, what am I supposed to do? And it was hard. Like, it was challenging, like, not having uh, those abilities uh, that I used on a pretty regular basis and became very aware of how often I used them when I didn't have them. And then they come back, you get this big, like, epic fight with this army, which is super super fun like that was super cool and then a pretty satisfying boss fight at the end of it with the like the the kind of the penultimate boss fight that you get with ganondorf uh in the depths is really cool he then also becomes a dragon who would have guessed uh, and then you get the dragon yeah. dragon fight uh up in the sky that was less it was fine it was it was it was like okay cool we didn't really need this yeah it was a little like, anticlimactic as far as gameplay goes like it was cool like the visuals of this big fight like flying over Hyrule and the whole game's been about you know it, like the difference in in you know the the sky versus the depths and in between and and so it was cool to go from the depths to the sky is kind of the two ending things but the actual like fight part of it just was kind of bland. There was no urgency yep. to it. There was, you know, like it just kind of was. It wasn't hard. The fight with Ganon in the depths was hard. Like it, it had a good challenge to it. And then the fight in the sky was just, it was, it was okay. See, that's what I was going to ask you was about the challenge because by the time you got there, you had fairies, you had plenty of hearts, yeah. you had. It did. It didn't look like you super struggled. Yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't like God of War where you went up against uh, those those dudes. I can't remember their names right now. <laughs> and you just got trashed over and over and over for forty minutes. Yeah. It wasn't one of those things. You were kind of like where I'm at in the alpha, where most stuff you can kind of mold through, and then you get to the boss, and you're like, eh, it's a little. It's a little. Uh, it's a little hard. Like uh, Chris is not here right now. If he was here right now, he he would uh, he would tell you a story of the fact that he was sitting in my uh, living room watching wrestling, and 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 he randomly hears me screaming at my computer <laughs> because I finally trashed a boss after the like fourth time. Uh, like like I'm, I'm just. Uh, I, I I don't even remember 
remember what I said, but I was loud about it. Like, <laughs> uh, if, if, if my middle finger wouldn't work, I probably wouldn't <laughs> use it. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's that kind of feeling. Yeah. I think you felt that way about Ganon. Yes. Uh, which is a yeah. which is a rewarding thing. Like, it feels good to have a challenge that you overcome, even if, like, I did die. Uh, you know, it wasn't that kind of challenge, but, but Zelda got to the point that you, again, like you said, we're stocked with fairies. We kind of know the mechanics, like, you know how to live. Right. I, I, I cooked up a yeah. whole bunch of gloom food and all that kind of stuff. I still struggled with gloom a little bit, uh, yeah. near the end, but had, you know, come in prepared. Like I knew what was going to happen. And so again, not any surprises at the end of the game, really, but a, a good payoff. And it was a fun kind of ending to, uh, to Zelda, Ish, but the the joy of Zelda had nothing to do with the main storyline, and still doesn't. It's the exploration and and the cool stuff you find. And so, did the first one of the labyrinths, which was super fun and cool uh, thing from Breath of the Wild that they pulled over here. So we've got three more of those to do. We've got fifty shrines, and so those are things I still care to do. Uh, so so the labyrinths is is something we that we need to talk about because I watched that first video. And I actually pulled it and sent Evie the link because she's been trying to figure out what to do with mazes and how to do stuff. And and like like I I uh, actually told her when I sent it to her, I said, what I want you to see here is that Tommy did not complete this labyrinth in the way that the develop- developers <laughs> intended in any way whatsoever. Right. And he still got through it. And that's that's the game design principle here. Because you totally like just climbed over a wall at one <laughs> point and was like, screw it, I'm I'm going. I don't need this. Yep. Uh which I thought was really <coughs> interesting. Yeah. My approach to Zelda in general is when in doubt, climb the wall. Um and see what you get to when you get up higher. That was Breath of the Wild. That is Tears of the Kingdom, and and it, it generally is a pretty rewarding way to uh, to play those games. Uh, but yeah, it, it, that's the the brilliance of game design and what Zelda specifically has done so incredibly well. And and we'll transition into Baldur's Gate here in a little bit because Baldur's Gate does it very very well too in a completely different way. It's that it really just lets you figure out how you want to play the game. It doesn't hold your hand. It doesn't tell you what to do or where to go. It says, Hey, here, figure this out. Get there. Have fun. You know, like, that's it. And and Zelda is just brilliant about, like, letting you figure it out and do stupid things to get there. And, and that's what makes it so enjoyable. And in a way, like you mentioned God of War a little while ago, God, God of War game we love. But God of War we love mostly for narrative and for gameplay, yep. but not for it giving you this world to explore and not holding your hand. Like God of War shows yeah. you right where to go for basically everything and how to do stuff and everything else. Like it's very, very much a hand-holding game versus what Zelda is. Uh, or, you know, like all these games we were just talking about. Diablo's not really a hand-holding game. Baldur's nope. Gate is not a hand-holding game at all. Starfield is not a hand-holding game. Like all these games, I think Starfield's probably the most hand-holding of all of them. But all these games are I, games that I are going to let you I go. Can, and, I, I can argue about Starfield because I, I of course, I haven't played it yet because I'm sitting here on a Mac uh, and and uh, don't have the PC yet. Right. We're, we're getting there. That's coming. But I, one thing that the, the IGN reviewer of all people complained about was the suckiness of the map. 
And of course, the way that you figure out how to get around in Starfield is put your scanner on and it shows you exactly where to go if you have if you have a uh, an objective selected, like it'll point you straight there. This guy was just complaining about how the map sucked and all this. And and I'm like, dude, you're you're dealing with a massive space game, like even Mass Effect Andromeda, the maps aren't great because it's just a huge game. Yeah. Uh that's just the way it is. Like I the, and this is one thing I'll say about Starfield. We always complain about IGN uh uh scoring high. They gave it a seven, yeah. which I, I thought was was a little nuts for them. I did too. That, uh, that surprised me. Uh, yeah. Which, I mean, I, I, I appreciate. I'm glad that they didn't score it high because that's, again, like you said, kind of their reputation is scoring everything high. Uh, but yeah. they're on the low end of what other people get. We'll get into that here in a little bit with Starfield. And, but. And, but, but my point is, is that I, I think Starfield is... Super, 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 super open-ended, and y- yeah, there's there's a there's a there's a main quest line, but even Fallout Four, I'm still playing Fallout Four because I don't uh, really feel the urge to like go here, here, like the, yeah. like there's a pointer on the map that says go this way. It's just not the way Fallout works, yeah. and Bethesda in general. For sure. Uh, so. Yeah, and that's my point is it that Starfield is holding your hand. My point is all of these games are that way. Like that they're all just like yeah. let you go and and see this world and they're just these big open worlds which are yeah. super fun and, and interesting. So uh, I'll talk about because <laughs> I said it transitions well into Baldur's Gate. Uh, just a little bit about Baldur's Gate because I've put a, a good chunk of time into that over the past uh, uh, couple weeks. Uh, first, what I'll, uh, one thing I wanted to mention on Baldur's Gate that uh, I wanted to make sure that you heard is that it's great on GeForce Now. I play it almost exclusively on GeForce Now. Like it runs really? on my rig. Um, and it runs, you know, fine on my rig, but my rig then gets hot and all that kind of stuff. And it runs just as good on GeForce Now because it's not a twitchy game. Wow. You know, like there's nothing you have to do that matters about any kind of latency or whatever. And so, like, I can't tell the difference between playing it on GeForce Now and playing it local. Like, it just, I can't. And so, something to consider for that Mac sitting in front of you. I had not even considered that. <laughs> that that's probably what I'm going to be doing for the rest of my week. Right. Um, I, I I had not considered that uh, at all, which is ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, I I guess uh, I I wow. Yep. Okay, uh, <laughs> that's the end of the show. Great to see you. We're gonna go play games right now. See you later. No, seriously. Um. Yeah, I I'm glad you said that because I didn't even consider firing up G fours now. Yeah, and it for that it it works brilliantly. Um, also, isn't bad on the Steam Deck. I've been playing a little bit on the Steam Deck, not a ton on the Steam Deck. It's a game that lends itself obviously to PC controls, mouse, and keyboard. Uh, but it works way better on the Steam Deck than I ever imagined. It doesn't look nearly as pretty uh, because it's not as right. strong hardware, but it still looks good. I'm like we've talked about with Cyberpunk on the Steam Deck, like it can hold its own. So all that to say, lots of different places to play Baldur's Gate, which is nice. You get lots of options there, and it's a fantastic game. I mean, it is obviously it's a D and D game, and so you you kind of know what you're getting into. We've talked about that a lot, but. It, 
for me who hasn't played like a D&D campaign in many, many years, but did a lot when I was younger, when the first two Baldur's Gate games came out, I played them, but like they weren't nearly as big of a deal to me back then. Like they were fine. I enjoyed because them. Because you were playing on the table with people. Yeah, exactly. I was playing yeah. it for real. Like I was playing D&D like with people and, and that's, you know, a really fun experience too. And so Baldur's Gate was a, a kind of different way to experience the D&D world, but I, I was also playing D&D tabletop. Uh, I haven't played D&D tabletop in a long time. And so this is me getting back into D&D and that world with that lore and those mechanics and all that kind of stuff for the first time in a long time. And I just didn't realize how much I miss it. Like how much like the yeah. stuff is just like really, really fun and familiar and all that kind of stuff. The And they do such a good job with that. I mean, we've talked about this. Everybody knows this at this point. It's, it's between that and Zelda for game of the year is going to be a tight, tight race. Um, they executed so well, but just the little things about D and D, uh, about perception checks and just walking around the environment and you just see flash across the top of the screen, like perception check failed. And you're like, crap, like (laughs) what did my guy not see? Like what trap did I just trigger or who's about to jump out from behind a bush and kill me or like, (laughs) and so you just stop and you're like looking around, like what is going on and it's just you know like that very like it's the exact thing of when you're playing a tabletop and your dungeon master just randomly rolls dice and like looks down and goes hmm it doesn't say anything else, and you're like, "crap!" Like it's that experience. In a game. <laughs> you're just like, "What am I supposed to do now?" Like I know something's about to happen, and sure enough, like you know, there's an owl bear that jumps out from behind a bush and wallops you, or whatever. Like, just really, really good stuff. But the the brilliance of the game is the party mechanics, the people that you pick up in your party, and like how all of them interact. And in that way, it's very reminiscent of Dragon Age, uh, which a lot of people have compared it to. And so you really care about the party members. They all have their own stories. You have so much control in the game of how you approach everything. You can kick anybody out of your party, whatever you want. You can like kill them. Like you can do like, you know, like whatever you want to do on a pretty regular basis. Um, And and so far, like my approach is like, let's keep everybody alive and see all these storylines because I want to see what all this stuff is. Yeah. Like there's some of them that like uh, you you kind of go, uh, maybe I should just kill you, and get it over with, and not have to worry about you down the line or whatever. And you could. Uh, I was in combat. You what? could, but you might you might pay for it later. Exactly. I don't want to miss that stuff. And so right. those are always the kind of things that you're you're uh, contemplating. That was, and I think we're gonna see a lot of games now since Baldur's Gate is out. We're gonna see a lot of games that require rolls for checks because I, two weeks ago, uh, Evie and I had a meeting and we're talking about game design because she's really trying to do something with that. And I, I said, Baldur's Gate is out and it's a big deal because you're not going to play it the same way twice because of the rolls. Yeah, you like, can't. There's, there's, there's not... There's not another game out there that requires you to roll for every check. Yeah. And and it's going to annoy somebody like me who who is is used to walking up and knowing whether he's going to be able to handle a speed check or whatever 
and you just can't because you got the role. Yeah. Now. Yeah. And and lots of people are going to try and do that for the next couple of years. Yeah. And uh, there was a point where, uh, like, I had uh, an encounter with a, an NPC who uh, tried to rob me. And, uh, like, I caught him. And like the whole, you know, storyline played out this way and, and kind of ran into this thing and, and things went south for a different reason that I had to reload a save and the save that I reloaded happened before that NPC tried to pickpocket me. And the second time I played through, I didn't catch him and nothing happened. Like I just missed that story beat. Like there was a whole story wow. beat that happened because of like my perception check, either catching this person or not, like opened up a different area of the map, introduced a new character, like all this stuff that I'm sure there's a way I can get back somehow. Maybe, maybe not. I just don't know. You know, but well, it's just stuff like that. You're going to absolutely miss stuff in this game because it's designed that you can't get it all on a single playthrough. That That's why I told you specifically about uh, long rests and how to go about that because you're going to miss some of the nighttime cutscenes and some of that stuff. And it's a weird, like, we've been playing game for, games for a long time. We've been playing games all our lives. Baldur's Gate is one of those that there's no way that you could get all the ins and outs. No offense to to all of the people that have, you know, 200 hours <laughs> in Diablo 4. And, you know, are min-maxing characters and have the best gear and all that. It's not even on the same level. No, it's 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 wild. It's it's not even close. And it's as uh, kind of like open, like it's as much of a your decisions matter game as I can ever remember playing. Like every like response feels weighty. Like it's what was promised with games like Mass Effect or Fable way back in the day or whatever. You know, like yeah. this is a game that delivers on your choices matter it will significantly change how the game plays out. Cause again, you just kill off a character, like all these like side NPCs partners in your uh, group. Like you can just kill them off and like their storylines, their quest lines, all that stuff just goes away. They're, like you just have that option. Uh, there's, I'll give a little bit of a spoiler here. It happens fairly early in the game. So it's not a huge deal, but you find out that one of your companions you pick up early on is a vampire. Uh, yep. And you find this out because he's trying to suck your blood in the middle of the night. It's one of those long rest cutscenes in the night. And like you wake up and like here's vampire dude standing over you and you could like confront him about it or you could just stab him in the heart uh, and like be done with it and just be like, yep, that dude was a vampire. We don't want a vampire in our group. Like, see ya. Done. And like, just move so, on. <laughs> so what did you do? I, oh, I, I definitely like kept him around. Like, I want to see what happens. I'm fascinated by having a vampire. So, like, to keep him around, you got to let him suck your blood. So you go, like, through this whole, like, thing of, like, uh, I guess, but, like, only this one time and, like, all this stuff. And he's also very clearly, like, kind of got a thing for you. Like, all the characters, like, that's oh. one of the game things in the game is apparently everybody's pretty horny in, in Baldur's Gate. <laughs> <laughs> Which they actually like they they've apparently patched that out at least somewhat and said like oh we we there was a bug that like characters were too horny like it was too much and we had to put out a patch to address it uh, so that all of your companions aren't trying to like get you laid all the time <laughs> so but he's one of the characters like very early on you're like whoa dude like <laughs> settle down friend so when he's like lurching over you at night you're like oh man come on. <laughs> 
And you're like, oh, you're just a vampire. Cool, cool. Like, no big deal. Like, so. and, and, like, I think the difference between you and you and me, the difference with you and me and everybody else, everybody out there is playing Walter's Gate and they're playing Starfield and they're, they're doing all this stuff. And all I can think about with you telling me these things is, yeah, I'm going to have fun playing it, but the most fun you and I would, would have is if you were sitting here or if I was sitting there and we were both sitting in front of the For screen, sure. each playing a character, like, that's the way I want to play that. Yeah. Otherwise, we're going to spend an hour and a half to two hours every night t- talking about I did this and here's what happened. <laughs> yeah. and like, like that, we, we just play differently than everybody else. And I understand that. But but that's what that's what it makes me think about is men that be really honest to sit down and have a drink in your hand and that be your evening. Yes. Uh for sure. To to spend with a buddy. That, to me, that's because when I when I think about Boulder's Gate, I, I I really feel like it's gonna be one of those that you get to the end and you're like well, crap! There's so much more stuff to play, but I've got to do this again. Right? I gotta, I gotta see what happened. Like, I still don't know what class I'm gonna play. I, I'm, I'm very heavily debating on playing a bard, which seems like the most ridiculous thing <laughs> in the world uh, to to do. Um, and I don't know how it could possibly be successful. Yeah. But, but I'm thinking about giving it a shot. One of the cool things about the game versus playing at tabletop is you get a party almost immediately. Like you get a full party, you get four people in your party at any given time. And I've got seven or eight people in my camp at this point that I can take out, you know, and I'm not deep into the game at all. Like your party fills up right. very fast. And so you have this option to take out whatever party you want and you play all the characters, which is different than playing the tabletop. Cause when you make your character in the tabletop game, you have to be yeah. really intentional about how you want to play because only you, you're only playing that character. And so you don't get to do the other things. And you got to deal with what your buddies are going to do. Exactly. And, and, and you don't have control and, over them. Yeah. But at Baldur's Gate, you do. Like, you get to switch characters whenever you want. You can make any character your lead character who's addressing any situation. And so there was a situation where, like, I knew I needed an intimidating character as for, uh, opposed to a persuasive character. My character is very persuasive, which has gotten me out of all kinds of good stuff. Uh, but like I do this one point was like, okay, I need somebody that's just going to scare the bejeebus out of this dude or whatever, you know? Uh, and so I got like my most intimidating character and like, okay, that works. You know, like you get to just have the best. And so in combat, you get to play all the play styles. You get to play as warlocks and barbarians and fighters and all that stuff because they're just in your party. You don't get as much customization over them, but you really get pretty close. You can respec all your characters at camp. And like, it really does like the, the, I stressed over the character creation. And then like an hour in, I was like, Oh, it doesn't really matter. Cause like you pick up like kind of the main classes pretty early and then you kind of get the subclasses as you move through. And as your characters level, as your party members level, you get to level them. So you get to choose what they're like, subclasses and specialties and you know all that stuff is and so they really do all become whatever you want them to be and so 
Yeah, uh, stress out over your character some, but make a bard because that would be cool. I don't have a bard in my party yet, so that's not something you get early on. So make a bard and you have it. And you'll yeah, also I have really... a rogue and you'll also have a fighter and you'll also have a, a cleric and, you know, like you'll have all these things early on. Uh, I mean, let, let's be honest, that's mostly the way I'm playing anyway. And any RPG is essentially a bard. Like, it's some, and that's what I'm thinking about with Starfield is, is, I'm gonna play it the way I play Fallout, which is which is somebody that talks a lot because yep. that's me, and it's gotten me out of a lot of jams. And so, so talking and lock picking and whatever else, you know, I, that that's to me when when I first started thinking about it, I was like, okay, yeah, a bard, because the last D and D campaign that I played, I played a barbarian. I always play a barbarian. I'm like, I gotta do something else. Yeah. So I, I'm really seriously considering a bard. Yeah, I think it'd be fun. I think uh, you should do it. Yeah, I think that sounds like a <coughs> excuse me, a great idea. I'd love to see it, hear how it goes. I did when we ever yeah. co-op. I, I assume co-op. You just bring your characters together. I don't. Yeah. Know. Um, yeah. Then we get the chance to do that, which would be fun too. So, uh, but all that to say, Baldur's Gate, brilliant, uh, fantastic game. You're gonna love it. And now that you know it, you can play it on that Mac uh, really now, easily. Now, <laughs> I, I, I gotta ask you, because you left my house with a 4K screen. Uh-huh. And, and so, have you considered cranking up the GeForce Now membership to 4K and doing the whole thing? I really haven't. Uh, uh, because okay. I primarily play on my 1440 screen, um, which right. is, you know, fine. Um but I don't play enough on GeForce now to justify that added cost, like the cost that we yeah. got at, you know, uh, when we picked it up and kind of got grandfathered in at a really yeah. good price. And I'm I'm perfectly happy sitting right there. And so, yeah, I haven't even thought about it. So I, I've got I don't think two 4K screens in my house and a, a 1440 screen, you know, but yeah. I I don't think it's going to make that much of a difference for that kind of a game. Yeah, for Baldur's Gate, but, definitely not. Baldur's Gate is a pretty game, but it's not like blow your socks off pretty in any way. Like, I don't think you Like, even the ray tracing, like, I don't yeah. know that that's necessary. It's not can we, technical like that. Can we talk about 1440 screens for a second? Because I, I, I'm, I love the screen that I have. I got this big wide 35 inch thing but but i'm noticing even on diablo the, the they don't do the cut scenes to fit that screen and and I, i'm loving this screen for for everything else for uh for um work and for that type of stuff sure. it's fantastic but man i when you get to a cutscene in a video game, it really is off-putting to see those bars on the side. And I wonder if we're going to get to a point with gaming where wider screens become a bigger deal because Diablo is set up for a wider screen. So is Starfield, so is Mass Effect Andromeda, except for the cutscenes. And it seems like a small thing but it's really kind of annoying. And I wondered if you had ever considered, I mean, I know you really like my screen. Would you ever go to a wide one like that? Oh. Because I'm, I'm thinking I should have probably gone 4K instead of going wide. 
I mean, uh, it, it's that difference between gaming and work. I would do it in a heartbeat right. for work. Um, because yep. screen real estate's my biggest thing in the world. Like, yep. that's the thing, that 4K screen it's that I brought great home for work. from you. I don't use it all for gaming. Uh, I fired up Baldur's Gate on it once um, just to see yeah. how it, uh, that was, I was playing on my laptop, which is not a good experience for Baldur's Gate. Um, as far as just the trackpad goes, is a great way, uh, controlled way to right. play. But it's a, I just want a 4K screen for more real estate. Just having the the higher resolution just lets me yeah. put more stuff on the screen for work. Uh, and for it's that fantastic purpose, for work. Yeah, I, I would do it in a heartbeat. And and you know. Gaming's great if it supports it. If it doesn't, you you still got a nice screen there. It just has bars. I, I, you deal I with. have I have like thirty five tabs open right now because <laughs> of the screen. Right. Like I I just it's <laughs> fabulous and it's really it's really made for gaming. But and and like I said, Diablo looks great on it. Baldur's Gate's gonna look great on it. But it's not made for cutscenes. Yeah, it's made for actual gameplay. It's not made for cutscenes. Yeah, it's made for something yep. like Civ, where you can spread everything out. That would be super cool on that screen. But yeah, it would. It's not. You know, you're not going to get those big wide cutscenes for a while. I wouldn't imagine because there's just not enough demand for doing them that way and then cropping them down. Right. Like they're just going to do them in a standard resolution ratio. So, so I gotta ask because we still got to talk about Starfield. And, and I'm going to let you talk about Starfield a little bit because I've been watching and I've been doing some research, but you've actually played it. And then when we get done talking about Starfield, I'm going to ask you a very important question. Yep. Uh, so so I'm going to, I'm gonna, if if you got more on Baldur's Gate, let's do that and then we'll go to Starfield. No, let's, let's do Starfield because that's the big thing now. So, so I am so happy. That apparently the launch went great. Yes. And here's how you know it went great. I logged on to uh, Twitter. I know it's X now. I'm not going to call <laughs> it fair. X. I'm not, I'm not ready to do that. Uh, I, I'm a big Elon Musk guy, but, but, but I'm not calling it X. I'm just not. Um, so I log on to Twitter, and the first thing that I see this morning is a note from the Obsidian that says, um, we've halted production on on the Outer Worlds 2 in honor of Starfield. Basically saying, hey, we're all too we busy know we got <laughs> we know we got nothing right now. And we know you guys are gonna be playing this for the rest of the rest of the year. So uh we're we're gonna take some time. Congratulations to Bethesda. Uh, for releasing a fantastic game and everybody have fun this is essentially what it says. I retweeted it. So if you want to come, uh, if you want to read that, yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. That's when you know you got a big game. Yeah. Um, when everybody else is just like, okay, we give. Yeah. Okay, and that's it. Um, Starfield. I'm so, I'm so excited that the launch was good. And apparently it's great. I mean, epically great. Probably better than Fallout 4 great. Um, I, I'm so happy. And I just, I don't know where to start. Because we know what a Bethesda game is. Yeah. Like, we, we've been hearing Sam talking about, and he's been arguing with me for a week. 
me talking about other games, and he's like, all there is is Starfield. <laughs> right. and, and I'm like, yeah, all there's going to be is Starfield for the rest of your life. There's some other stuff. I, I, I really wanted to say that. And the way that I know that is because if I go back to my parents' house right now and unplug my PC and bring it over here, two of the things that are installed on that PC are Skyrim and Fallout 4. And they're probably going to be installed until I die. Yeah. Okay. That that's that that's the category that Starfield is in, right? And so there's been a lot of joking going on about about on the Facebook page about Sam not knowing what year it is, and, <laughs> and, and you know, are, are we still here? You know that kind of thing. And and I think this is why I've been hesitant. Duff really wants us to to play Starfield so much so that you have a PC sitting in your house uh, that is uh, built specifically for that when it gets done. Uh, but I haven't really felt compelled to run and find a way to play it because I know I'm going to be playing it till I'm 60. Yep. Right? Like, that's just the way it is. Do you, do you feel the same way? I do, 100%. And it's a little bit of why I'm so satisfied right now with my gaming options. In that Starfield came out today, and so I'll mention I've played just about half an hour. I've got through character creation the first little bit. And that's about all, because that's all the time I've had. Because, again, we're cheap, and we wait until it came right. out on Game Pass to, to get it. Um, and I, I, I fired it. I both installed it locally which my computer doesn't even meet the minimum specs, which is, you know, it, it, my computer's aging and that's fine. And it is what it is. I can run it at medium settings and it, it runs fine. Like so far, I don't, I haven't got into right. big complex worlds or anything like that yet. I'm sure it will, it will bug up at some point, but I could also run it on the cloud and the cloud actually was a much worse experience today. I'm sure just because it was so overloaded from everybody trying to log on and play it. The first time I tried to connect, I couldn't even connect to it. So I know it was overloaded. Um, but like just the fact that you have two different options of playing that game too. Now it's not GeForce now and, and getting the PC version of it on the cloud. You're playing a console version of it on the cloud, but still is what it is. Um, the, the fact that it's, it's here and available is, is great. Um, that said, having Baldur's Gate as well, both are games that we're just going to be playing for right. the foreseeable future. Like, I have no need to try to get through either one of these games. These are just games that I'm going to live in the experiences of. And that's what Skyrim yeah. was. I don't know how long it took me to beat Skyrim. I played a lot of other games. I plus. still haven't beat Skyrim. <laughs> I've got 200 freaking hours of Skyrim. I have done a piece of every quest line in there. I still have not seen the end of Skyrim. This is my point. That's, that's exactly right. And that's what's brilliant about Bethesda RPG. Like, that's the thing that I've seen, because uh, what is the, I'll have to look and see what the Metacritic score is right now on Starfield. It's not nearly as high as, like, Baldur's Gate that's at a 97. Like, that's just a, a crazy absurd. Uh, uh, I'm trying to think of uh, Zelda, I think, is a 96 still or something like that. Starfield is at 86. Uh, the Xbox Series X version, I don't know what it is on the PC version, probably a little higher on the PC, but somewhere in there. Uh, it's kind of where Starfield has landed at this point, which is a perfectly respectable game. But the thing that I've heard several reviewers say 
is if you like Bethesda games, you're going to like it because it's a Bethesda game. And I love Bethesda right. games. Like, you know, like Bethesda RPGs are awesome. I love Bethesda RPGs. It's a Bethesda RPG in space. And so, like, it doesn't matter what the reviews are aside from that, that I know what I'm getting into with that. And because I know what I'm getting into with that, I also know that I'm going to be able to play Baldur's Gate alongside of it. I'm going to be able to play Mario Wonder when it comes out. And I'll be able to pick up Spider-Man and play through Spider-Man because that's a game that I will play through probably yeah. pretty directly. As soon as I'm done with that, I'm going to come back to Starfield. I'm going to come back to Baldur's Gate. I'm going to play those some more. And I'm going to keep playing those for the next two or three years, probably. And or, or longer. Or longer. Like yeah, said, like Skyrim, we, right? Yeah. It's, it's very much that way. And so... Yeah, I'm, I'm so jazzed to get into it. I don't know what I'm going to play tonight because, uh, like we've said before, my like normal routine is in the evenings after little girl goes to bed. I make a drink and I play a game. Uh, and, yeah. and it has been Zelda for the longest time. And then for the last couple of weeks, it's been Baldur's Gate, which I'm such a fan of and I'm so ready to get back into because I'm enjoying that game so much. But I also have Starfield sitting there. And I'm like, well, maybe I'll play Starfield for a while tonight. And what a wonderful, yeah. like, just like, place to be that i'm like i don't know which of these great games i'm going to play tonight like flip a coin and you know like whatever like it just it's a really good place to be i mean mommy now that i know that boulder's gate is on g4's now like my life's over right <laughs> like, like i i wish this would have happened a month ago because i've had the last month off and i've had all this time to right. do stuff and now, now we're getting back into going back to work, and you tell me this bowl skates on G four nine. Like crap, man! Like, uh, like, what am I gonna do? And I actually said that on the Facebook page. Like, there's so many games to play, yeah. and all, all I really want to do is get in the room and and both of us just like, okay, what are we gonna play today? Yeah, because that's where we're at, and it's a wonderful place to be in, and. I know um, Duff and Sam and some of the other people on Facebook have have thought that we were crazy, but I know that I'm going to be playing Starfield from now on, probably. Yeah. Along with Fallout 4, along with Skyrim. I mean, mean, it's just what they do. Those are the games that are permanently installed on both of our machines. And, And Starfield is no different. And and I have to keep reminding myself that there's a lot of people out there that Starfield is their first Bethesda experience because I had to do a little research for the show because it's out. So we got to talk about it. So I kind of got to know where we're at and what's going on. And there's all of these these two-hour-long YouTube tutorials tutorials about it here's how you start and here's how you get rich and 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 here's you know one of the things that a guy made it uh, a two-hour video on was just pick up everything in the world and sell it back <laughs> and that's how you that's how you level your commerce that's the way it's always been in a bethesda yep. title and when i saw that i i thought to myself who is this guy? Like, why is he doing this video? It's a, everybody knows that. And then I thought, wait, there's a whole generation of people yep. that this is that their first Bethesda title. Did it get everywhere in an Elder Scrolls game by jumping? Because if you jump everywhere, you level up your stat. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's the, it is very much the way that those games work. But yeah, if you yeah. haven't played those games since you were 15, like we have, you know, like you might not know those things. But yeah, it, it, and, I love and so that I'm, it's a Bethesda RPG. Like, 
we know what we're getting into because we've done it for 25 years. Yeah. And, 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 and that's great. I'm just not going to rush into it. Like, yeah. Star, Starfield is that thing. And I think I told you this a month ago. Like, I, I need, I should play it on Game Pass when I have a computer to play it on Game Pass. But, but let's be honest, I'm going to vote it locally. I'm going to mod it. Yes. Because I'm crippled and I'm, uh, th- there's going to be some reason for me to mod it. A game like Walter's Gate, like I'll I'll pick up tonight. Like I'm taking some of our dwindling show funds <laughs> yes. tonight. You, you got to send me some money because I'm picking up Walter's Gate tonight. 100%. You, that, you don't need mods for that. Uh, there's literally no reason to mod Boulder's Gate. I'm playing Starfield locally. I'm not touching it. Otherwise, that's the end of it. And let me mention, Uh, because we had had this question, so now we have an answer that the game's actually out. Um, you, you can mod the, I believe you can mod the Game Pass version, the local version, if you actually download the game and install it locally from Game Pass for people. Wow. But only slightly. The script extender doesn't work. The script extender is not compatible. Oh, that's and a big so deal. You can't use any mods that use a script extender, which, again, if you've played a, everything does every Bethesda yeah. game, you're going to need that. And so that's the rationale to pick it up via Steam or elsewhere. So for me, my plan is, because right now there's not a lot of mods out anyway, because it's early in the game's development. Right. But as we know, with the Bethesda game, the longer that game sits out there, the more and more amazing mods are going to show up. I'm going to play it for a long time on Game Pass and then whenever it comes, you know, on sale, on a Steam sale, I'm going to pick it up and and buy it on Steam and then play it, you know, with mods uh, later on because that's what you do with a Bethesda game. And so it just, you know, it's a Bethesda game. We know what it is. It's in space and it looks great. And and I'm super pumped about it. And and I think think that's that's why I'm so pumped about Baldur's Gate even more so than Starfield at this point, because I know what it is. We've never seen anything like Baldur's Gate. Yeah. Like, we we played Dragon Age, we we played uh, Divinity, we, we, but but I don't think any, any of those are close. Yeah, it's a different yeah, level. Yeah, I know Original Sin 2 is great. I, I understand that. It's not like this. Yeah. Baldur's Gate also takes a little bit of commitment and time to get into. That's one thing that, like, if this is not a world that you're familiar with, it's going to feel very overwhelming all at once when you get into it, even if it is a world that you are familiar with. Character creation at Baldur's Gate's just like, you're like, oh, crap. Like, all these positions. I'm I'm familiar (laughs) with it, and I'm afraid I'm going to be texting you five minutes and going, okay, what do I do here? Like, what do we need? Because... In my mind, it's like, okay, I'm building a character for a party. All this computer stuff is nice, but Tommy and I are going to get together. Some of the guys from the show, we're all going to get together. So what kind of what kind of a, a, a person do we need? And that's part of the reason that I figured I'd play the bard. Because nobody, there's very few people play a bard in me. <laughs> like, I, I know a guy that that's what he did, but that's not what most people do. Yeah. Because it's one of the weirdest classes out there. Because you're just talking the whole game, <laughs> right? You can't fight. I mean, I mean, you got your loot, and that's basically it. You know. Yeah. Um. So, I 
you know, that that's I and so I am. I'm gonna be texting you every five minutes, like and and I know D and played D and D campaigns, but but not it's not something I do all the time. Yep. And so, yeah, it, it is going to be overwhelming. Yeah, in, in all the best ways possible, which is a good thing. So uh, yeah. we, we do need to wrap. Uh, I'm going to mention, though, at least one show note out of the show notes because it's just it's just the best thing. Uh, it just makes me so happy. And you're going to both get a kick out of this and roll your eyes hard enough that you might fall over, which I'm excited about. Power Wash Simulator. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the best way to start a sentence ever, which is just still such a phenomenon. I played through the Tomb Raider expansion pack, I don't know, a month ago. What? There's a Tomb Raider. The what? (laughs) Which is not good, but it is good. Like, it's Power Watch Simulator. It doesn't matter what you're cleaning. Like, it's just like, it it barely relates to Tomb Raider. Like, you're like, oh, this is too, like, you're texting Laura Croft half the time. It's bizarre. That's not what matters. What matters is, like, you're, like, cleaning her obstacle course and it's fun and whatever. All that to say, a new expansion is coming for uh, uh, Power Watch Simulator, and it is none other than Back to the Future. Now, I, I would <laughs> I would have done an eye roll, but I did check the show notes before we started the yes. show. So I knew this was coming. Here's my thing. <laughs> if, if you're going to do Back to the Future and Power Watch Simulator, I feel like you got to get Michael J. Fox and Doc Brown in there somehow even if it's just for one line of dialogue one something (laughs) they they gotta be in there uh and so i'm curious about that yeah because like i'm all in for power washing the DeLorean. i'm all in for that but i need i need the dog to tell me to uh to be careful of the flux ambassador yes, or something. For sure. Uh, you know. A hundred percent. So they need that. They need the clock tower. They need the train. Like Yes. I, aside from those, like I'm trying to think of what else is iconic enough from uh Back to the Future that they're must haves uh in Power Wash Simulator. Those three to be are are the must haves. If you don't have those three, like what are we doing? Yeah. And we're we're so like I'm all over that. I'm I'm I know you've been playing that on Game Pass, and now now so I got it. <laughs> like I, I just that that's great. Yes, great. Just good content. Yeah. So, uh, all that said, I'll mention releases really quick. There's been some big ones recently. If you didn't know uh, about them, uh, Baldur's Gate. Importantly, and this is also one of our show notes. I'll mention uh, in kind of conjunction with this, Baldur's Gate is now out on uh, PlayStation. So, if you're not a PC gamer but want to play Baldur's Gate, you can play Baldur's Gate on uh, the PlayStation uh, now, which has a 97 on the PlayStation Five. So. No, not like they botched the port or anything like that. Uh, but it is also officially finally coming to Xbox. Not sure. Let me look really quick. I don't think they had a release date uh, on here. By the end of the year, I think is what they said. Yes, by the end of the year. Uh, we talked about this uh, about a month ago with the issue of not being able to do the split screen, local split screen co-op in, on the Series S, the hardware limitations of the Series S. And Microsoft has this policy. Phil broke the policy. Phil said, okay, we're going to make an exception for this. And so it's going to launch 
with split screen co-op on the Series X, but not on the Series S. Larian says they feel confident they can make it work on the Series S, whether or not they ever get around to making it work. I don't think anybody probably cares. It's not a game that I think has as much of an audience on the Series S, you know, ultimately, no. and, and especially one that's going to be playing local split screen co-op anyway. There's going to be some people that are bummed about that. But I think it's ultimately the right decision to make that exception here, but it also just speaks to the issue Microsoft has gotten themselves into where now they've set the precedent that they will make exceptions. Every developer is going to be like, hey, remember what you did for Larian? We need you to do that for our game. And and we'll probably see a lot more of that down the road. Well, and 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 they really had no choice. No, they really did. I, I mean, like, no offense to Star, Starfield. Starfield's great. It's fantastic. I haven't even played it. I know that. It's fantastic. Baldur's Gate is Game of the Year. Period. That that's I don't think there's a, even any debate anywhere. Like I I'm mean, sure there's debate. Yeah, of course but, there's but debate because I mean, there's Zelda too. But I mean but the, but they're I mean, at a different level than what Starfield yeah. is. You're hundred percent yeah. right. You have to have that yeah. game like platform. Yes, you have to have that feeling of a choice. Yeah. Like you, I mean, for crying out loud, it's a ninety-seven on Metacritic. Yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> you, he, he like if he doesn't do that deal, he might as well get another job. Yes, like, you got to figure out how to get that. You got to figure out how to get that on your platform. So, yes. um, yeah, that's good for them know. for figuring it out setting precedent that's probably a good precedent too like honestly like it's just what you got to do uh and you tell series s people that hey you can play this game on the cloud to get the full features or you can play it locally and have limited features because of the hardware that's not what you signed up yeah. for when you bought the console and so maybe they decide to offer some kind of generous trade-in program or something else for people to upgrade i don't know like they're gonna they're gonna end up in a hole because of this but they had to make this step. Like, you can't just go, yep, we, we're going to stick to our policy no matter what and not have the highest rated game of the year on our uh, our platform because of this one thing uh, that is, you know, our, our internal policy that's nobody's holding us to other than ourselves. Yeah. So. And, and I mean, you, you have to. There's no choice. Yeah. So now I'm really excited to go play Baldur's yes, Gate. That's what you should um, be. I'm I'm going to to use some of you nice patron people's money to to go purchase Baldur's Gate uh, because I was not prepared to hear that today, <laughs> and uh, now, now I'm really super excited. Like I'm scheming, trying to figure out like how can I steal like. 15 hours in the next three days. Yes. Uh, so so that's what I'm going to go do. I know you're going to go do some of the same stuff. Duff, if you're listening, and I know you are, we love Starfield. It's wonderful. We'll get there. We promise. Um, I, I, it, It's going to be great. We're just going to be playing it for the rest of our lives. This is true. Um, so there's that. Um, and at, for Sam... Who, who, yes. has, who has literally uh, been doing everything in a like I don't need to go anywhere for Starfield news on the internet other than our Facebook page because Sam has lost his freaking mind. Uh, that's all he's playing. That's all he's doing. He is the most obsessed human that I think I have ever met, and I'm not really sure how Jackie is living with him at this point. 
Uh, but but it's been really fun to watch. If you are not paying attention to things over there, Logan made me laugh today, wondering if he was still alive. I don't know if you caught that, yes. but uh, but the guys over there are having a good time. Uh, so go by the Facebook page, check that out. Go by the website because we're back on uh, normal shows, and that means show notes and various other things. Yes. Uh, Go by the uh, Twitter. We're going to continue calling it Twitter because yes. I still say funny stuff on the Twitter. I know you're consistently watching it. Uh, Chris was telling me that we are not the only ones that get our news from Twitter at this at this point. He says he doesn't really uh, look at anything else other than Twitter for actual news because it's fantastic for that. Yeah. Uh, so definitely check us out over there. Other than that, sir, is there anything else? I think we're good. All right, I'm Jamie. That's Tommy. We're gaming on sister. You may not see us for a month, uh, <laughs> so so we're glad to know you, and we are out. Would you like to submit a segment for the show? Send it to GamingUncensored at gmail.com And don't worry, we'll play just about anything. Gaming Uncensored